Hey everyone, and welcome back to Somebody Save Us, a Smallville retrospective podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'm here with co-host and uh, the human melting popsicle, Paul. It's me. <laughs> I'm melting. Actually, it is so goddamn hot in my apartment. It is ridiculous because <laughs> I, I have to have my fan off so my mic doesn't pick it up, and it's I'm dying. We're <laughs> okay, on, so for, we're on a time limit. In, we are on a we time are on limit. A time absolutely um all right well this show is all about revisiting our teenage years and one character in particular in this episode has the ludicrous idea that your teenage years are definitely the best years of your life (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) yeah no it's uh it's a lot of pain uh and when i think back on my teen years as an adult i just cringe right yeah, pretty much everything. Like, there's so many mistakes that you make, and there's so much learning to do. And even nowadays, when like you know we get older, and especially with women, women don't like aging and they don't like wrinkles and all this shit. So I have friends that are like, "Oh, I'd love to go back to my 20s. I'd love to go back to my early 20s and relive them." And I'm just like, "Fuck that noise! I would never, never fucking again. Even my early 20s, I didn't much care for." So, <laughs> yeah, I mean. It was it was still yeah a weird time in the early right. early aughts. In the early aughts. <laughs> so then, Paul, what would you rate your uh, teen years? Uh, we'll just do it out of ten. What would you rate your teen years? Uh, a negative point five. No, Aww. no, no. I would uh, uh, a five. A five. Oh yeah, that's, that's not bad. Five. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna rate mine about a six, maybe six and a half. On yeah. a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's just get right on into it. Let's do it. Yeah. We we are uh, revisiting episode six of season two today called Redux. Um, and like we had kind of were talking earlier, the synopsis last week did not tell us anything about the freak of the week this week. No, not really. Uh, they basically focused, uh, or like the synopsis focused a lot on uh, Clark's grandpa coming, which I would say is the C story of this episode. And yeah. Lana finding out that her, uh, about a, mis- a mystery man who uh, turns out to maybe be her father, um, which is like the B story. Uh, Lionel's not but... in the episode at all. No, no. But that being said, the B story and the C story definitely took more screen time than the actual like villain story. This, That's like, true. Because because she only popped in like maybe four times. I think she had a total of like fifteen minutes of screen time, maybe like yeah. in the whole episode. So, anywho, so let's get into it. Uh, so the whole episode opens on a whether it's a swim meet or a swim practice, and Pete, of course tells Clark that he could totally take him if he hadn't have injured his foot. Yeah, Pete. <laughs> you totally could have. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> the music, also the music in this episode are like, there are several choices made. Like this one opens up on that like boom, boom, boom song. Yeah, who does that song? I forgot to look into it. Uh, so let's see here. I think uh, it is the Out Here Brothers. 
Yeah, it goes a little like this. Oh no. And that's about as much as I can probably play without getting sued. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I'm secretly yeah. uh, raving behind my microphone right now. <laughs> okay, so, but it's so such a weird. Time, it's a, such a weird choice. But like, it's sort of like the Scooby Dooification of everything, which is like the first person that we see that isn't one of the main characters is Chrissy, who is the we'll find later find out to be the freak of the week, um, mm -hmm. and uh, so her boyfriend Troy. I think is the person who won that round. And so him and Clark are going to race in the final. And like her and Lana right. are talking about like the school spirit uh, rally and all this other stuff. And about, you know, she comments on Clark being cute. And mm -hmm. she's just like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> and she mentions that uh, high school is the best years of their lives. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah, this is this is the the drum she keeps hitting. Yeah, that's right. So then, soggy soggy boyfriend comes in. Yeah, and uh, you know he wants a good luck kiss before yeah. the next uh, round, and I guess a good luck kiss means a quick little quickie in the change room or something because they have to go into another room yeah uh, to do it <clears throat> mm -hmm. and she she leaves lana to finish the spirit week posters and lana's like oh don't worry i can finish this up like you know it won't be too much work and legit all she does is she underlines one word and she's like done <laughs> work over <laughs> yeah. oh god so the next so the race that they're going to be doing is going to be the bragging rights race according to their coach so of yeah. course the testosterone is a flowing mm -hmm. and we've got all the guys jumping into the water starting to swim and then soggy boyfriend starts sinking to the bottom for some inexplicable reason yeah we get, we get Clark zooming to him Superman style under the water where, of course, nobody, I guess, could see through the chlorinated pool. Right. <laughs> and right. then as he gets pulled out, we find out that soggy 17-year-old boyfriend is now actually like an 80-year-old man in disguise. Yeah. he like It's like he jumped in the water and he like melted. He, he, he melted it... his teenager skin, his teenager <laughs> suit. <sighs> I've been discovered. <laughs> yeah, dude is old as fuck. Right. You know what? I'll bet you any money it was Lionel Luther's dad because you know how those uh, Luthers like to troll around the high school. So, <laughs> Grampy Luther. Uh, I like to see him young. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and we, we, we go, go credits. credits. We go credits. We go to... Yeah. <laughs> Theme song. Um. So other thing that I will say about this episode and how I'm very disappointed in the synopsis is that it led me to believe there was going to be a lot more daddy Kent in this, uh, in this episode. And we don't get as much. Not as, as much as you, as you would hope. No, well, no, I mean, we all hope <laughs> to get a little more daddy, but it is what it is. <laughs> so we open up on the Kent farm. And we've got uh, Daddy running them fam family uh, finances. And 
<laughs> Mama Kent comes in with a line that I'm sure that they repeat to each other on the daily. Mm-hmm. Open your open your mouth. I was just waiting. Ah, no. Oh, Christ. This is this this is a show of just one never-ending sex joke, just constantly. This is what the show is about, everybody. Sorry. Yep. And <laughs> and I was the other joke that it, it's about is that uh like Martha has like a pretty sweet edibles business running. Oh yeah, and she's freaking selling to everybody in town. And isn't that just a true freaking tip of the hat towards capitalism? She now works for a an actual billionaire and she still don't make enough money to pay the bills. That grind. She's addicted to that grind. Mama Kent was starting side hustles before side hustles became a thing. <laughs> Odd. Oh, Jesus. So, of course, we got Daddy Kent. He's worrying about paying the bills. He doesn't know if they're even going to afford the feed for their animals. And Mm -hmm. Mama Kent drops a big old deucey bomb on him. Yeah. Brings up her dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we can pretty much hear Daddy Kent's dick shriveling to what I can only assume is a hefty German sausage. And... (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> sorry, I had to put that in there. <laughs> Christ. Uh, and Clark, of course, can smell a mix of muffins and intense tension in the air. Yeah. Uh, and we find out that he's never even met his grandpa. Yeah. All these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Daddy Kent doesn't seem to really want to give on that. So, no. You know, and he does not want to talk about it. He wants to drop it. That's right. He wants to take Martha in the back and open her mouth. So then anyways. <laughs> on to the town. <laughs> and Clark is dropping <laughs> off some muffins. <laughs> For all the patrons, special muffins. Uh-huh. And Lana finds a photos or photos of um, her mom with some mystery man. Yeah, because I think this the how she's found these boxes is like the theater was basically being used as a storage room for Nell and what's her goddamn fucking Gil or whatever his name was. Uh, right. Her fiance. It's not Gil, but it's Gil now. Yeah. Um, it's Gil forever. Um, oh, Gil. Uh, but she finds these fucking photos and it's just her mom with some dude and they look like engagement photo style. Yes. 80s, yeah. 80s shit. And there, and there's legitimately, as they're filtering, like, going through the pictures, there's a picture of her mom basically, like, on top of the guy. Yeah. And she doesn't, and, and Clark's like, maybe he's just an old friend. And then they get to the picture with two champagne flutes, and Lana's like, oh, champagne flutes? <laughs> That's the telltale sign! And then it's like, the next one is them 69ing, and... Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Then the centerfold picture comes out. Oh Jesus! And Lex and Lex shows up and he's like, "Oh yeah, they fucking, they fucking." Well, yeah, he says that they're a cute couple, and then Lana gives him like the freaking evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Christ! Lex yeah. can't help anybody. No. Yeah, he shows up mostly as a means to end the scene and take Clark to school. 
Oh, yes. But but one thing that I do like is uh, as Lana was talking about, um, you know, oh, my aunt will be able to help me figure out who it is. And then Lex eyes Clark and says, oh, I wish all mysteries were this easy to solve. <laughs> Awkward. Jesus. Just beating us <laughs> yeah. over the head with it. That's right. Uh, so, yes, Paul, how does Clark get to school that day? Because he was just going to run. Yeah, he was going to run. And, and Lex is like, oh, I'm pretty sure you can't outrun my Porsche, Clark. And so <laughs> we cut to outside the school and we see the new principal. Uh, his name is Principal Terrence Reynolds. And he's played by Richard Gant. And he's, he's, just been, he's a dude who's been in a lot of shit. Like he's yes. in lots of things. Um, but yeah, it basically is just like an introduction to like, he's sort of like the, the principal antagonist that every show like this has, but he's also kind of a good dude. Oh yeah. He's a good dude, but he's not a Mr. Belding. Like he's not a, he's not a doormat. He's he's there to freaking make sure people succeed. And he basically like reads Clark to shit because Clark's late. Yeah. Says he has a penchant for tartiness. Mm-hmm. So Lex tries to intervene, and then we find out that uh, Terry, because that's what I dubbed him, mm-hmm. Terry was the principal at Lex's prep school. Yeah, and yeah. I, I guess Lex must have been trying to essay all of the students there as well, because Terry tells him to stay away not only from the school but from all of the students. So hmm. I mean. Hmm. Well, starts early, I Interesting. guess. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> em- yeah. Emphasis on them students. <laughs> he was like, listen here, Lex Luthor. No one comes near <laughs> Big Terry's kids. <laughs> Put your dick away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, of course, Clark promises it's not going to happen again. Ha! Yeah. And he heads to class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, he... So, they wait to have their conversation. They're kind of aside until after Clark is gone. But, uh, yeah, it's it's... You know, even while Clark is standing there, it's clear that there's, like, a history, right? So... Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Lex, he says something about, oh, yeah. So he, he kind of like grills Terry on like why what are you doing Terry here? doesn't doesn't like him. He's yeah. like, oh, I don't understand like why I was 14. Like we all we are all assholes at 14. And yeah. Terry basically gives him the big old middle finger and walks away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can almost smell, you almost, even at this point, this early stage, you can sense the, uh, the, the fingers of Lionel on this. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it comes way more clear later in the episode. Like it's, it's almost terrifying, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We then cut to inside the school where we have a 17 year old trying to smooth out her wrinkles in the mirror. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as you do, normal, as you do at 17. So that's Chrissy, of course. So now we're again starting to learn like, oh, why does the 17 year old have the eyes of like a mid 30 year old? (laughs) Hey, she's just showing extra school spirit because she's got crow's feet. The crow is the school mascot. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's funny. So we get Terry. Terry comes up and interrupts Chrissy because he's trying to get to know, of course, every single student at the school. So mm-hmm. he's going through all of their files. And hmm, oddly enough, there's no old transcripts from her school transfer. Hmm. Yeah, those would come from the fucking late Victorian period. 
<laughs> they came on a scroll. The, the carrier <laughs> pigeon didn't quite make it. <laughs> the papyrus of legend. Uh, so she, of course, comes up with a lame excuse, promises to get him, but we already know she ain't going to be doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even as she's saying that, he's like, sees it, you do, and walks away. And at, as soon as he turns his back, her face turns into like a scowl. Oh, yeah. 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 Just to further cement the fact that she's going to be our villain today. Yeah. And then we learn at the torch that that Troy dude didn't just get turned into an old man. He got turned into an old man who died. Yes. Yeah. Because I think when he got pulled out of the pool, he wasn't dead yet. It wasn't clear. But yeah, he, yeah. He's, it, it looked like it was just an old breathing man. So I was yeah. like, oh, she just turns them really old. Now she totally freaking murders the fuck out of them. So, yep. And they're, they're linking it to that uh, progeria disease, yeah. yeah, which is a disease that ages you within about 10 years. And it's it's that disease. It was like, I hate to say it like this sounds so awful, but it is true. It was very sensationalized and like heavy media coverage in the 90s because yeah. remember those two or three kids that had progeria yeah. and they all knew each other the, like the parents got together and stuff and yeah. they went on like every f and talk show and mm-hmm. F, they were all over the place so yeah. we we know all about progeria us millennials yep <laughs> but yeah it, it, it's, it's supposed to take about 10 years not 10 seconds according to clark yeah um yeah, so Chloe, of course, says, well, you know, I'm going to gonna start looking into it. And then Clark goes on a whole bitch rant about the new principal. Yeah, like there's, yeah, but there, there's like, Chloe kind of knows his credentials, too. Like, she's just like, yeah, he's, you know, just lists them all off. But then suddenly, you know, his career was going great right up until it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, Clark thinks it's fishy, but every, but. Chloe and Pete are like, oh, just because someone doesn't like Clark Kent immediately, he's a villain. Well, I mean, you know. I <laughs> usually guess it, that is the case. Usually. Probably not this time, though. But I don't know, because I don't know if the principal's actually got a ulterior motive. But I guess we'll find out. He's not the last principal of S- Smallville High. Let's say that. Okay. He gives me, like, and I'm sure he's not, because I don't even know if the green Martian is in this. But when he came on, I was like, oh, it's, it's John Jones. I know it's him. <laughs> In disguise. Yeah, no, he he he's not, but he does appear eventually. Oh, okay, I'm 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 here for it. Eventually. So we go back to the Talon, and Clark tells Lana that his mom's being all like secretive, and then of course Lana's mm-hmm. got to get that jab in. Oh, what a surprise! A Kent being secretive. Oh. And uh, got him. You know, got, gotcha. Got gotcha journalism. <laughs> he, he mentions he mentions that G-Paw, that's how I wrote him down, G-Paw, was a, uh, you know, big old pop, corporate. Pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> pop, pop. Okay, I like, I like yours better. We're going with Pop, Pop. Yeah. All right. Pop, Pop was a big old corporate lawyer and retired to Coast City. I'm assuming that, that Mima is dead. Yeah, I assume because she's only really brought up once. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Clark then tells Lana he tried to reach out as a kid, but he never heard back from him. Yeah, yeah. And that seems like kind of like a dick move. But like the the dude, he doesn't really say much. I mean, even when he he does arrive, it's sort of he's just sort of like an old man, just a regular old man. (laughs) Just a grumpy old man. (laughs) Um, And then Nell shows up. Yeah. 
and uh, Lana shows her the pictures and Nell evades and does what typical evaders do. Well, what is this really about, Lana? What is this really about? What is this really about? <laughs> and Lana's like, it's about the mystery man, bitch. Look, I know we, you and I and Gil haven't had the family time we've talked about. <laughs> ah, Christ. Um, and of course she gives that whole bullshit like answer like oh your parents loved you your mom loved you she loved her your dad Mm -hmm. she would never do anything to hurt you and that was like that was pretty much it Mm -hmm. Uh, and scene and scene and scene (laughs) yeah and then we go to kent farm and pop pop arrives on the scene And they share, him and Martha share a totally awkward hug. You could tell that affection was not a common, uh, you know, theme probably in her childhood. And they haven't seen each other in person in 20 years. Right? Wouldn't you be like throwing your arms around your daddy? Yeah. Right? But not the case. Uh, And Pop Pop assumes that uh, Daddy Kent is caved and mommy Kent basically says oh he doesn't know he's actually at the co-op right now yeah Get, getting gas <laughs> uh and pop pop does what most successful parents do um they project uh, it's also actually what most parents do project their wishes onto their children and he goes off on this whole rant about how he had imagined life differently for Martha and this wasn't the life he wanted and she's stuck and he knew she'd be unhappy he knew this yeah. day would come when they're she, destitute she should have she should have been a corporate lawyer and taken over his practice that's right and then he gives her uh she shoots back and is like you're just pissed because you raised an independent child and that's what you got yeah which i mean true and that it's all getting really awkward and it gets even more awkward when clark shows up and right like pop pop's just like oh oh, i gotta get out of here (laughs) he definitely looked like he at least had bad gas yeah he was like i gotta fart so bad oh fuck (laughs) and clark of course is his super polite and you know very genteel kind of self and tries to convince tries to convince pop pop to stay at least for supper yeah and pop pop ain't having it and he tells martha he'll have a cashier's check for her in the morning and peace the fuck out he's like i'm out yep i'm done (laughs) yeah and so then we cut to Daddy Kent, and we yeah we get we get to find out why what caused all the animosity between them. It's such a good story. I'll tell tell the story, Paul. I'll tell the story. So basically, Jonathan was going to do the you know, like the classic chivalrous move of going to ask the father's permission for her hand, and it blows up in his face. Uh, Martha's dad is sort of like not only do I not want my daughter to marry a redneck hick but you can get the fuck out of my office <laughs> and Jonathan's like well I don't think I, I'm i not going to do that and so the dude tries to make him and daddy punched him in the face yeah he did <laughs> dropped him laid him out flat I'm sure <laughs> yeah um yeah, so that's, uh, you know, just how that all went. And Daddy Kent 
kind of keeps going with the whole line of like, people don't change, things don't change, like things, life sucks. And you know, it's just how it is. <laughs> uh, pop, pop got popped. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and they oh, never okay. said another word to each other since. Yeah, and he, like, they have, like, Clark even tries to say, like, 20 years is a long time. I'm sure you guys have both changed. And that's when Daddy Kent is like, no one changes. No one ever changes. Everyone stays the same and the world is crap. <laughs> War never changes. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to mention this, too. So the mm. next scene at the Talon where it says um, go crows because they're, you know, prepping for spirit week. And I guess that's where all the spirit week events are going to happen. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, grow crowns. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I'm serious for like, I, I paused it and I stared at my, at my television screen for a good, like maybe two to three seconds, but it felt like an eternity. And I was like, Oh, go crows. Okay. Makes more sense. <laughs> how you, how you be, how you be growing, how you be growing crowns. What the fuck? <laughs> oh God. Uh, and so we've got Lana watching the cheerleader pa- practice. And of course, where there's a group of underage uh, teenage girls, Lex is never too far behind. This is true. He comes, he <laughs> lurks in, and he's like, and she is just like, hey, since you're here, uh, could you do some of your weird, creepy investigating somewhere else about my dad, maybe? <laughs> and not up these cheerleader skirts? God yeah. damn. <laughs> okay, but no, seriously, seriously, why does Lex give everybody in the show sensual eyes like even to clark he's constantly i feel like he's constantly giving those like come fuck me eyes um (laughs) so i had to do a little research in the google images on michael rosenbaum and first of all okay Mm -hmm. the man is a well-fermented and perfectly aged glass of like 50 year old Bordeaux okay the man is 50 and he looks like he's like in his like maybe late 30s maybe early 40s maybe 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 maybe. yeah he just turned 50 Um, this year yeah and like his freaking face his eyes in particular give sensual vibes in nearly every picture he takes even in pictures where he is like laughing or making a goofy face like so is that's his secret he's always horny (laughs) <laughs> so what i want to know and if anybody listening to this wants to wants to get in on this uh later to send us a comment send us a reply you know if you want to get you know crinker um is <laughs> is eye porn a thing like just you know getting off on eyes. like watch yeah looking at eyes because if it is freaking rosenbaum needs to start cashing in because that guy's gonna be an elon musk billionaire with just with just with them eyes like honestly <laughs> Batman. Peepers. <laughs> Damn peepers. <laughs> this, is, okay. this is the peeper. This has been the peeper report. <laughs> okay, we're rating this this episode out of freaking Michael Rosenbaum eyes. Okay, that's what we're rating it out of the okay. end of the episode. <laughs> okay, that's what we'll rate it of. So I decided. Here's the thing. So at the next uh, at the the next scene is at the torch, and Chloe is telling us about what the theory is, but that's not the important thing. The important thing is that she got the information from Smallville's only goth and 
The dude's <laughs> name is Chad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Chad the Goth. I thought you were going to make a comment about how um, <clears throat> the pituitary gland was sucked dry. <laughs> oh, she be sucking. She be sucking. She be sucking hard. these fools. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Terry comes in and compliments Chloe on her journalism. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you know, stresses that she needs to have solid evidence to back her articles and i wrote this even though this isn't you know a uh, smallville universe right. otherwise she'll be working on for for fox news yeah. am i right <laughs> <laughs> it's that if, rather rather than yeah we'll, we'll clean up this scene it's rather than work she could either work for fox news or the daily planet yeah <laughs> which one would you prefer <laughs> oh so then, uh, you know, they're supposed to have an interview because Chloe wants to interview the new principal. But yeah. Terry's like, uh, no, no, Clark in my office. Right. Yeah. The fuck now. Yeah. So and yeah, in. it's just it's just like Clark is just so awkward. He's like and he's just he feel he just acts like he's in the biggest shit the whole time. Mm hmm. And he like hesitates at the door of his office and he's just staring around and Terry's like, what? what the fuck's your problem you can go sit down he's like i'm just not used to being in the principal's office so i mean so it all kind of plays into like we feel like terry just like has it out for clark for like no good reason but i mean in the grand scheme of things he like he has a plan for for clark because he does say like you're a slacker like to me you seem like a slacker which we all know isn't true but you know People who don't know, don't know. Um, so he tries to, you know, invigorate Clark and get him more on track for a five-year plan. Yeah. Uh, and says, you know, freaking five-page essay. Where are you going to be in five years? Uncle Terry knows what's best for him. That's right. Although I want to say this. I effing hate that this was like such a common trope in yeah. like all high school shows about high school like when we were growing up because it made us think that if like by the time we were in the 10th grade 11th grade and we didn't have our whole fucking lives planned out we were going to be failures yeah like yeah. On, like ser like i still don't know what the fuck i want to be when i grow up and i'm 36 like <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm still working it out <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i think it is just I don't know, man. I'm just going to live my goddamn life. Yeah, right? I'm just going to try to be a productive member of society. I don't yeah. know how yet, but somehow. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do, That's I right. know how, through the medium of Smallville podcasting. <gasps> oh. And to Clark's credit, he does say that he wants to help people. That's what he wants to do for his living. He wants yeah. to help people. And, and Terry's Uncle like, Terry, oh, that's a... Uncle Terry's yeah. like, that's a pretty broad... Yeah. <laughs> Make a decision, fuckface. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that is not uh, what Uncle, that is not something Uncle Terry would say. Not in front of his face. That's true. We don't know what Uncle Terry after dark is like. Oh, we know Uncle Terry's like a five scotch a night kind of man as he freaking grumbles about the good old days. <laughs> Back when soda pop was only a nickel and I paid three raspberries for my house. <laughs> and i wore an onion on my belt <laughs> uh, so now we cut back to the talon yep 
Christy, Christy, Chrissy, mm-hmm. st- starting to show her true, uh, super creepy skin colors because her hand, as she's talking with Clark, starts transforming into a shrivelly old lady hand. Oh, dun dun dun. Yeah, I mean, she's like talking about because he's talking. He ta- talks to her about what he's doing and like. She's just like, uh, but it's like, all it is is just getting old and responsibilities. But what she forgot to mention was uh, grunting every time you stand up from a sitting position uh, <laughs> and a sore back for no reason. I was going to say throwing your back out when you sneeze. Fucking worst. <laughs> I did that like three weeks ago. Oh, God. I was I was changing the garbage and I sneezed while I was doing it and I went down. <laughs> I had to use my life alert bracelet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like wheeze coughing, but the wheezes aren't getting picked up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, for for me, it's just really sore feet in the morning. I don't know why my feet are always sore. Mm, mm. Should, yeah, yeah, getting old sucks. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so Chrissy, uh, you know, tell, after talking about how getting old sucks and then seeing how her hand is, you know, rapidly aging, she spots her next victim so yeah. conveniently. Yeah, convenient. And and off they go. <laughs> so she can go suck that pituitary gland. She's going to suck it. She is. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, we get Lex again coming in to talk more about Terry. God, this episode and like the pituitary gland sucking just reminds me in season one, there was an episode where there was a dude who could make people do what he wanted by like touching them with his hands. And we called it giving hand jobs. So he was just giving <laughs> hand jobs. To every- it was a delight. I love it. Oh, can we go back and do that episode? Can we redo it? Yeah, we can. We can oh. do a remastered season one. Some at some point. Perfect. I want in on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so so she's gone off with her victim lex comes in and sees clark with of course like a table full of crumply papers as he's trying to write this freaking essay yeah and that's when lex kind of starts to open up a bit more about like his experience with with the terry yeah and he like even he himself says like he's a hard ass but he he's got like good intentions like he helped mold me into the the man that I am today essentially yeah one of the lines i i took uh down as as a quote was i'm sorry being friends with me comes at such a high price yeah <laughs> and again gives him that like what <laughs> yeah come fuck, <laughs> come, come fuck me look <laughs> he he doesn't quite he does he does an eyebrow wiggle without without the eyebrows moving yeah <laughs> oh without the eyebrows yeah <laughs> he's not whoopi goldberg <laughs> oh shit um and then yeah so then clark kind of talks about his family and everything that the that uh, pop pop and daddy kent are going through and lex mm-hmm. is basically just like throw him in a room and lock the door and whoever comes out victorious obviously they were in the right yeah yeah good advice <laughs> lex you have the father of the so. year you know exactly what how to go <laughs> that's right so uh we finally like cut to backstage and we actually see what 
what uh, Chrissy's like meteor power is. Although it's not actually a meteor power because of how yeah. old she is, right? Right. So that I'm so curious as to like how she got her powers. Yeah, and her, so her power is literally just to turn people into the crypt keeper. <laughs> and dissolve them into dust. Didn't the didn't he dissolve into dust at the end? Uh, he like, might have, but I think it, it it's one of those things where the thing is happening to him and he's turning into like a like a like a crispy critter. Uh, and then they just cut away. Okay. All but she right. says a creepy thing to him. She's like, You're, you, you can join the others. It's like, the people I keep inside me. You can be inside me forever. And, that, and that's about the time where if I were in that situation, I would turn and run. <laughs> if a well, girl came up to you and asked if, mm, you, if you could be inside of her forever, you'd turn and run? Well... This is a weird... She's she's saying it in a creepy way. <laughs> okay, true. You Look, know what? I think then... I think the, the ultimate, um, you know, indicator would be like when you drop trow, because that's obviously what, you know, you're starting to think is happening. And she's uh, like, what are you doing? That's when you... Okay, whoop, and off, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, don't, don't, don't need to be charged for any uh, essaying in here. <laughs> Just a essays everywhere, mm-hmm. and not the kind of essay Clark is writing. No, <laughs> the kind that gets slapped you with a prison sentence. Makes <laughs> hard you, time. Makes you a uh, big Kent's bitch. <laughs> big Kent. Uh, so speaking of the Kents, mm-hmm. speaking of those Kents, we go back to their farm. Yeah. And we get uh, Daddy Kent and uh, G-Paw. They're going to fight it out. Yeah. Pop Pop and John versus Daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> you get those two big egos because, you know, they're both stubborn. They obviously both have their opinion. They're not going to change it. When you get two people like that together, like nothing fucking good is going to come out of it. Like nothing will come from this at all. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. That's the thing is like this scene where Clark tries to get them together. Nothing really comes of it. He can't really get a word in edgewise. And so it really is just to keep cementing like the doubling down of this like rift between them. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not a nothing scene, but it's like there's another scene later where that is basically a nothing scene that I think was just kept in for coverage. But we'll get to it eventually. Well, and it is like it's. It, it, I liked this scene a, a little bit just because it, it. Again, it's like typical, like very stereotypical when you have a successful parent and they want their children to be successful in the way that they view success. And he essentially tells Daddy Kent that all of his predictions about Martha's life being a bowl of fucking turdios has come true, mm-hmm. and. Now she lives in like freaking squalor, paycheck to paycheck, destitute, can barely feed herself. And freaking daddy can't just got to swallow that pride and a big old load and just <laughs> take the check. <laughs> and he will not. He will not, sir. <laughs> um, so daddy can't whips out the white glove and just smacks him across the face and says, get off my property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And again, like, Daddy Kent's like, people can't change. People don't change, Clark. So See, he's like, see, classic example. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I mean, it is true because, like, uh, you know, Pop Pop was trying to again just like read his Kent's way shit and yeah, yeah, and just be be an asshole. So they're both assholes. Everyone's the asshole in that scenario except for Clark. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the next is it the next one where it is like the the Lex and Reynolds have the conversation in the office and we actually get to find out what happened. No, first we're back at the school and Clark and Pete are having like a two sentence chat about Clark's family situation. And that's when Chloe comes in about the, the guy at the Talon that just got oh, sucked yeah, dry, got mummified. Yeah. And so she's like, Oh, and guess how he freaking died like he again aged to like 117 in like the blink of an eye and yeah. you see clark because he did have kind of like that odd conversation with chrissy and the talent so then there is that scene where like he's eyeing her as she's at her locker and he's yeah. looking very suspicious mm-hmm. about chrissy um and then even though, you know, kids are dying, uh, Terry still says that, you know, the show must go on and yep. Spirit Week has to keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's one of those things that they notice Clark looking at her and then he tells them his theory of what mm-hmm. he thinks. You know, I think yeah. it's Chrissy. But yeah, it's... Um, and they were like, "Oh, Clark, just because she doesn't like you." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Doesn't mean she <laughs> suck. Yeah. Just doesn't mean she's sucking everybody off. Yeah, just because she's not sucking your pituitary gland, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. So, that, so after that, yes, Lex goes to see Terry. Yeah. And you take this away because I barely wrote any notes about this because I was just too busy so, staring into the deep pools of Michael Rosenbaum's face. So they basically, he just like, Lex comes in, he's like, look, I want you to lay off Clark and not like take take out your frustration with how things went with me out on him. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he essentially just goes, uh, like just tries to go to bat for Clark and then like, he's just like, uh, Terry's like, eh, you know, uh, that's not what, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just, but by the way, this is why I don't, uh, I didn't, ha- I don't have my old job. It's because your dad and yes. everything the yeah. Luther's touch is poison. And yeah, and that's, that's the main thrust of it. But also the dude isn't like that pissed about it like he's not like raging about it he's just like yeah this is what happened and this is why i'm here yeah i feel like he's just more like disappointed because even i i remember that lex does say like oh you know you really uh had a large hand in like the man i became today and i think terry says something like that's not a compliment or something like that like just something just so backhanded and yeah you're right so so lex is like um you know, lay off a Clark. I'm also going to donate all of our old computers to your school because we're upgrading. So it makes it sound like, okay, I'll give you this. If you do this for me, which Mm -hmm. is, I don't know the details, but that's exactly what happened with Terry and Lionel. Cause Lionel, I think bribed him to do something. And then Terry did it. And then Lionel was like, so fuck you get out of here. Like you're done. Yeah. Well, what it was is when, uh, when Lex, uh, was in trouble at, um, can't remember the prep school's name. By the school. Yeah. At the, at the prep school, they, uh, he basically gave them a new library 
in exchange for uh, Terry getting the axe. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so yeah. essentially Lex is like mirroring exactly what his dad is doing. Just a little less douchebaggy, but not not by much. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a quick there's a fairly quick scene in the uh, uh, in the loft with Lana and Clark talking about their family stuff and she has the envelope by this point, but she doesn't know whether she's gonna open it. And she's just like, you should just try again, like with your grandfather. And mm -hmm. that scene with his grandfather where he shows up at the hotel room and he's going to show him their photo album, but then he gets so pissed off when the old man just is like, oh, take this check. It's such an unnecessary scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely it is. Yeah, it's it's very, very odd. <laughs> yeah, because like, nothing really happens. Like, in, in the scene, so Clark comes in the door, the dude... I always pay attention to like the, the things the actors are doing to kind of move around the scene, around the room. And all the dude is doing is folding a couple of shirts and putting them into the suitcase. And then mm -hmm. like Clark comes over to show him the photo album, but I think he like doesn't even open it. He's like, yeah, this is what we, you, we're, we're going to take a look at this. I want you to see that we're more than, uh, than old arguments and overdue bills. Yeah, and you're no, you're right. He absolutely he doesn't open it. Yeah. He just hangs on to it. He's like pictures. What are these? Um, but but again, like he corporate lawyer, you know, trying to be that stereotypical like running business whatever kind of guy. He doesn't strike me as a sentimental type, anyways. Like so, yeah, he's probably like fuck these pictures. Who cares? Like who wants pictures of their fucking family? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a waste um, of film to me. That's <laughs> perfectly good waste of film. This picture costs thirty five cents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Clark Clark gets mad because you know Pop Pop is like just totally shutting them down, and Clark's like, you know what? Like if you're not seeing me for like twenty or your family for twenty years, like I would be jumping at the chance to like you know get to know them more and blah blah blah. And is like, I hate you, Pop Pop, and he runs out crying. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're not my real pop pop. <laughs> and then, in true Disney princess fashion, cut to Clark throwing himself on a bed as he sobs uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have made the scene way better. Just like an elliptical edit, him collapsing on a bed and like like Disney like animated birds flying away, and a mouse comes out of the walls. Like, what's wrong, Cinderella? Yeah. <laughs> You've got like a rabbit and like a little like badger and they're like cuddling together because they're sad. Like, mm, mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, so then we go to back to the school. Yeah. And Terry again comes up to Chrissy about the transcripts and he's like, I think it's time that I just meet your parents. Mm hmm. And Chrissy is starting to go like full granny again. Doesn't she's got like her hand is starting to turn yeah. again or something like that. Yeah. Her hand starts to go, but it's like after he walks away, cause she's going up the stairs and says, Oh, well you can meet them when uh, they're going to come to spirit week at the talent tonight. You can meet them then. Um, and then she is like walking up and her hand starts to go and she kind of hides it behind a book. And then you see her like, Looks, looking around the hallway and it looks like she's like seen a, a new victim like mm -hmm. it looks like she's locked on to something because she kind of grins a little bit mm -hmm. yeah which 
I mean, I, maybe, but I don't even know if we hear about another victim after this, do we? No, we don't, remember. because like it's right after this that we go into the torch and we get the scene with Chloe piecing everything together first uh, with like Chrissy as Missy in the class of 1990. Yep. Yeah. And, and then three students from that class went, you know, got got murdered, got yeah, deaded, got sucked, they got sucked dry. Yeah, and then in 81, as Robin Stroud, and she had, like, total oh, you, 80s hair. It was great. Oh, you wrote all the names down. Damn, I didn't get that intense with my notes. <laughs> I, I really didn't for most of the episode, but for some reason I thought that this was important, but it really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do find out that she, that she, her, like, record, quote-unquote, goes all the way back to, like, 1921. Yeah, to the so, 20s, yeah. The Rower 20s. So, the Roaring Twenties. And so again, how did the hell did she get her powers? I'm I'm so sad that we never find out. This is like, so like, I guess, you know, as the show goes on, there's like, metas start coming into it, but they don't call them that. Um, and they're just people who got powers some other way. And they just don't explore it. They just don't say it. Say how yes. it happened. We're just in That's the DC universe, right? So... Yeah, but I guess again, like we're in high school, so if we're looking at it from the perspective of a high school kid, that high school kid is not going to get two fucks about how that person got their powers. No, nah. <laughs> they're going to breeze over that shit. Yeah, it's funny because they're gonna, she, they're like, okay, she's probably out to about to go for a, a third victim because she goes for three victims and then she disappears, and the second Chloe turns to like, she doesn't even turn away; she just reaches over to grab the phone, and yeah. Clark just speeds away. Yeah. Goddamn Clark. Yeah. And I will say a uh, side note. I didn't hate Chloe in this episode, but again, mostly because she's just like being a good little Chloe and staying off of the episode as much as possible. And just, you know, trying. Stuff. Yeah. She's not like, she's not like swimming, swimming through a pool of people's pain. Exactly. And relishing in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Clark Kent's tears. I feel so good against my skin. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you'd get the reference. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh shit. So yeah, so then again, cut to the Talon and we got Terry and Terry's searching and he's Terry is searching for Chrissy. Yeah. And they're in the back of the stage area, so everything's kind of dark. You can't yeah. really see faces. Yeah, you can't see her face and it's sort of intentional like she is like talking about she's like, "Yeah, uh she, he's he's like, are your parents here? And she's like, yeah, no, they've been dead for over a century. Yeah, because <laughs> she sucked their pituitary glands. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she comes out from the shadows. You can see she's starting to age. Yeah, yeah. And she freaking admits to all of her wrongdoings. And again, she just tries to hype up the fact about, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I, I love to, I want to stay young. You know, high school is the best years of our lives and I just want to live it forever. Like, I don't know a single effing person who's ever said to me, high school was the best time of their lives. <laughs> and then there's a funny camera move where it's like, it, it shows Terry as he like looks down. And then it shows the oil can or whatever she's holding in her hand going bonk up into yeah. his face. <laughs> and then it's lights out for Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Terry is down. So Clark comes in to the front of the Talon and yeah. sees Pete. Yeah. 
And Pete's like, oh, I haven't seen Chrissy anywhere. So Clark, of course, uses that good old x-ray vision and sees a skeleton beyond the wall Mm -hmm. trying to lug another skeleton off to (laughs) whatever. (laughs) So so he busts in. (laughs) The bone zone. So Clark busts in and all of a sudden old Grand Grand emerges. Yeah, she's like rapidly aging. Absolutely, yeah, like it's it's happening very, very quickly. And she tries to say that she's saving them from a lifetime of unhappiness after they get old. Mm-hmm. She's a saint. But it's so weird. Like, why why of rent of all the people that she could suck the pituitary gland of, like Terry's already an old dude. Right. Like, yeah. What's she you gonna know, get I out think- of that? I think it was mostly because he he was starting to like get in her way, so it was just easier yeah. to do just do, uh, do away with him. And because yeah. then you know if if it if that was to follow her to the next school and the next school and then like it would you know it right. would blow her cover essentially. So mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean she probably would have only got like maybe thirty seconds of youth from the old guy, but you know girls <laughs> girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do to stay young, so- in the blood of the innocent. How does Clark defeat the bad guy in this episode? <laughs> so once she ages to old balls status and tries to to get Clark's pituitary gland, um, he throws an like 80-year-old osteoporosis grand grand through the freaking spirit week backdrop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just hucks her like across the stage. And as she lands, we can hear every single frail little bone in her body practically snapping. And she looks at her face. There's this weird revolving mirrored cube where we can see. She's gleaming the cube. (laughs) And we see glimpses of like her flesh essentially just completely deteriorating and like melting off. And um, she mummifies. she mummifies, but then the absolute best part is that um, she collapses and dissolves into this, like, she, you know, deteriorates to a skeleton, goes through a Beauty and the Beast transformation with freaking light beams coming out of her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> out of every crevice. But instead of a handsome prince at the very end, we get a pile of dust. And then Clark's react is just kind of like this look like, oh. <laughs> that's too bad he like tilts his head a little bit like oh little little pouty lip mm. uh that honestly that was the best and i totally laughed at the cgi i know again it's yes. only like 2002 but like i was like really come it was, on Warner it was, Brothers. it was some 2002 ass cgi absolutely it kind of reminded me of um the the mummy almost a little bit yeah yeah the mummy I was thinking more reboot. Yeah, it was kind of rebooty. Because yeah. right at the moment, right before she starts blasting like eye beams, like there's like CGI eyeballs and they're like yeah. really fucking shitty. <laughs> they really put almost like no effort into they that. Look like the, reboot- they look like the eyeball enemies from Super Mario 64. Yeah. And the fact that we can reference into reboot and reboot came out in like 1994. Like, yeah. Eh, 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 eh. Mm. Mm. So yeah, so Clark seems pretty like unaffected by the fact that this person is like disintegrated to dust, and 
like again that 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 wraps up the freak of the week we don't get a scene where clark helps terry we don't get a scene of the aftermath of oh where's chrissy we don't get a scene of you know oh, what's anything. this weird dust doing here somebody sneezes yeah. somebody sneezes while they're <laughs> trying to clean her up i was gonna say we don't even get a scene of clark getting a broom in a dustpan like <laughs> seriously <laughs> But instead, instead, we get a cut right back to the Kent farm and, you know, a wrapping up of sorts of pretty much the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. And Clark um, admits that, uh, you know, he saw a pop pop and he gives uh, gives mummy Kent the check. Mm -hmm. And then Clark just kind of goes all adult on uh, on Daddy Kent's ass about you know letting pop pop in into his life and uh here's one thing so i feel like i must have zoned out during uh the filler scene with clark mm -hmm. and pop pop at the hotel yeah because clark mentions how he reached when he reached out as a kid pop pop did reply to him but he never got the replies i do not remember that in their meetup it's because it didn't happen it's because it didn't happen shut the front door it actually didn't happen it didn't happen that, that it was just something that uh, maybe that part got edited out or something but that that didn't happen like oh okay good yeah. i was paying attention then Whew, okay yeah yeah it was yeah it, and it really is just sort of like uh they, them explaining like look when you were a little kid you couldn't control yourself and we didn't want you know we didn't know if we could trust him like, yeah. we we're pretty sure Which we couldn't yeah, which don't get me wrong, it, I I I get it to a certain extent, but like, eh, 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 it's still pretty flimsy, and yeah. like now I'm just annoyed because yeah, that that whole altercation never happened in the in the previous scene, so now I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed at the episode. Mm -hmm. It's it's losing one sultry eye for that. <laughs> it is losing one sultry eye. Yes. Uh, um. So we, then we get to the the barn scene, right? Yeah, the contractually obligated loft scene. And Lana comes in, Paul, and what uh, what happens here? They have some hot steamy one on one. Yeah, she uh, a, a different kind of gland gets sucked, uh, and uh, no, that that doesn't actually happen at all. Uh, what happens is there is a weird man hiding in the hayloft, playing Our Lady Peace at them, while Lana tells Clark that her dad might still be alive. You're falling back to me. <laughs> a star that I can't see. No, you're out there. Oh. <laughs> uh, it brings back so many good memories. Like I, I will say, I'm love. I love the music because I'm just like, oh, I remember this song. I remember. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> the member berries are are ripe in Smallville. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she finds out that. Uh, you know, this mystery man is most likely her dad. Could be her dad because, like, she like it just lines up. Like her her mom and dad were separated for like a year, and then she was born almost right after they got back together. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty yeah. pretty much a, a given. And Clark finishes his essay, and what does he decide he wants to be when he grows up, Paul? He wants to be a journalist. Hmm. Imagine hmm. that. Weird. Weird. Uh, so yeah, so that pretty much sums her up, and then Our Lady Peace blares off into the sunset, mm -hmm. or into the moonrise. Into the moonrise, and that's the end. That's the that's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So 
I liked I, I like the episode in general, but uh, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning, like the B story and the C story definitely took over what should have been the A story, which was the freak of the week story. But again, like we have to remember that Smallville was not a show about being a superhero and it really isn't a show about, at least at this point in time, getting to know villains and, and their yeah. origins and all that kind of stuff. Cause Clark's still a teenager. He's still figuring out his powers. He doesn't give two fucks about people who are being shitty. He just wants to stop them from being shitty. So yeah. 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 So it's definitely just more of a, a an episode about, you know, relationships and, you know, family drama, essentially, and how, you know, I guess some people think high school was amazing. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> it proves that some people really can't change. Yeah, that's pretty much. Except for into dust. <laughs> and mummies. <laughs> what, what, what the episode supposes is that we are all just dust in the wind. Or a candle in the wind. (laughs) 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 Or we're all made of stars. I don't know what song reference we want to stick here, but, you know, one one of those ones will work. (laughs) It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. And Um, how many many sultry, smoldering Rosenbaum eyes are you giving it? I'm going to give it an even four. And uh, not just because having just one random Rosenbaum eye staring at me, it would be weird. Uh, But because, you know, again, the A story, really, the whole Freak of the Week story got undermined by the the B and the C story. And it's really pissing me off now that they edited out the whole thing about the grandpa tried to reach out and he, you know, his, his letters got intercepted. And then Clark just brings it up anyways. And, you know. I'm left thinking I didn't pay attention when really I did. How rude. Rude, Smallville. Yeah, yeah. And so I am not going to be as nice to it. I'm going to give it two sultry (gasps) eyes and a third one, but it's got like a sty or like a pink (laughs) eye or some shit. So it's just got, it's just weeping pus. Oh god! And that's my yeah. that's my and it is really just because it's just like a really middle of the road episode. Like yeah. there's not really yeah. the 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 corniness of the effect really make it kind of funny. So I like it, I like it from that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music choices in the episode. <laughs> Get ready to bounce. Be aggressive. 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 <laughs> Just that that elevates it uh, and gets it that that extra stinky eye. I was gonna say that's the, that's the pussy eye, isn't it? Yeah, that's the pussy eye. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. You were a lot more harsh, but you know what? What can you do? Yeah, it is is what it is. Um, so we want to know what everybody else thought. Obviously, yes. um, you know, drop us some comments, you know, interact with us. We, we, we're looking for some interactions. We're, we're lonely people. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we're in, we're introverts that live in our basements and, you know, we don't get out much. So we need validation, <laughs> please, please, all of the validations. And you can give us those validations by following us on Twitter at save us pod. You can also follow Paul on Twitter at Ozluop. Mm-hmm. And that is spelled O-Z-L-U-A-P. Yep. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Twitch and on YouTube at GamerMomCA. Yes. 
Uh, and Paul, we can, they can also leave us questions and comments and fact checks on the Anchor voicemail. Is that right? Yeah. That, well, they can also send just a regular old email to saveuspod at gmail.com or like, yeah, on, on the Anchor app at uh, anchor.fm slash saveus. You can leave voice messages. I think you can leave uh, comments on individual episodes. And uh, I know that at least some people uh, listen to the show in the Anchor app. Um, and you can react to moments in the episode by like hitting like there's like a, a clapping hands emoji. And you can like Ooh. hit that at certain points. And that kind of all that really does for us in terms of our like analytics is just show like what moments are people pulling out of episodes. And I know this is a, kind of long winded, but there there's that feature that you can do with Apple Podcasts where you can clip out us a, a, a moment from the podcast that you mm -hmm. enjoy. If you have any of those, that's something to tweet to us. Um, and yeah, like again, more interaction with people. We want to know what you like about the format what you don't like about it. Do you miss Steve? Because he's going to be back at some point. And then there's going to be three of us. And that's going to be, that's going to be wild. That is going to be wild. It's going to be a freaking party. Woo. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, the show can really only improve if we get feedback from people who listen, right? So if, if there's, if, if you hate one of our voices, we'll change our voices for you. You want us to do an English accent all episode? I mean, that's totally fine. We, maybe we won't do, you know, cultural appropriation kind of accents, but I think an English accent's okay. Actually, I do not believe, I, I, I don't know if I can manage that for an entire episode. A pip pip cheerio. What? 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 Bally what? <laughs> okay. And oh look, our our uh, my analytics show that the UK listenership is dropping in real time. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Oh well. Yeah, it was it was only a matter of time. They can't listen to us anyways right now because they can't afford their power. Whatever uh... we saved. Whatever we saved their ass in World War Two. Uh, well, we That's saved your funny. ass in World War Three. Yeah, now they're all just fucked and we're not going to help them. So, anyways. Um, so, Paul, tell us about what's happening on next week's episode. <clears throat> oh, it is next time on Smallville. Lineage. A woman arrives in Smallville and tells Clark that she's his biological mother and informs Lex that Lionel is the father. Plus, <gasps> she wants to give Clark to... She wants Clark to take a DNA test to confirm her story. Meanwhile, Lana decides to meet the man who could be her biological father. So it's basically just daytime TV talk show, the episode. <laughs> Mystery man, you are the father. <laughs> it's basically just an episode of Maury next week. <laughs> okay there better be some freaking hair pulling and there better be some bleeped out swear words i better get to see at least one open palm like slap to someone's face <laughs> saying, you better i better get to see one open shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah i better get I, that too that too and if it's daddy Cantor, michael rosenbaum even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know honestly because i have i got i have a feeling that we're gonna start 
a lot of episodes being like that episode description from last week was fucking whack because i bet you there's something else major that's going to happen and it has not been mentioned in this in this episode capsule oh yeah i'm sure because well a they don't mention anything about who the freak of the week is going to be next week right so is it just going to be a maury episode i guess we'll find out could be could be yeah (laughs) maury (laughs) (laughs) and on that note paul i'll let you sign us off somebody save us